The Fugitive plugin has a Git wrapper for Vim. It complements the command line interface to Git, but doesn't aim to replace it. In this episode, we'll see how some of Fugitive's commands can streamline your workflow. Hashrocket uses Vim to write their cutting-edge, fully-tested, agile web applications. They're looking for developers that can keep up, and apprentices that are ready to learn. Interested in coding Ruby with a view of the Atlantic Ocean out your window? Visit hashrocket.com jobs and apply now. EngineYard's AppCloud is an ideal platform to deploy your Rails app. Whether you have a smaller scale, single instance web app, or a larger production app requiring multiple instances, AppCloud is the scalable platform Ruby developers love. Take AppCloud for a spin with a risk-free trial. Go to engineyard.com to learn more. The Fugitive commands are launched from Vim's command line by typing colon, followed by the command name, which always starts with a capital G. The first one to learn is simply git. This runs any arbitrary git command with the output echoed below Vim's command line. If a command generates a lot of output, then I prefer to run it from the terminal. Take git log, for example. Git automatically pipes the output into a pager, making it easy to read. Whereas if I run git log through the fugitive, Vim echoes the output as a stream, which is not so easy to work with. On the other hand, commands that don't generate much output are fair game for running with Fugitive's git command. For example, I could run git checkout minus b experimental. This just prints a single line of output to tell me that the command ran successfully. Note that if you have any aliases set up in your git configuration, then Fugitive's git command will work just fine with these. I have co aliased to checkout and br aliased to branch and these work just fine with Fugitive. Note too that Fugitive provides auto-completion of branch names. Here, when I type expar and hit tab, it expands to experimental. On Vim's command line, the percent symbol is a shorthand for the path of the current file. So, for example, you could run git add percent to stage the current file. There are quite a few git commands that can take a file name as an argument. git rm schedules a file for deletion in the next commit, git move can be used to rename a file, and so on. Using the percent symbol at Vim's command line might be a little quicker than typing the file path in the shell, but Fugitive provides some convenience methods that are analogous to these commands. These convenience methods are shorter because you don't have to explicitly specify the path of the current file. Fugitive works it out from the context. But there are other advantages to using these methods. Let's have a look at each of these in turn. Instead of calling git add percent, you can call gwrite with no arguments, and it will write the current file to the index. We'll see later that this is just one of several ways to stage your work using Fugitive. Suppose that after doing some work on a file, you realize that you've messed up and you need to revert it to the last checked in version. As long as you haven't already staged the file, you can do this by calling git checkout with the path to the file that you want to revert. Checking out the current file with git reverts the copy on the file system. But here in Vim, we already have a buffer open that corresponds to that file. When Vim detects that the version on the file system has changed, it prompts us to decide whether to keep our version 
or to load the updated file from the file system. Fugitive provides a neater way of reverting a file in the form of the gread command. When called with no arguments, this empties the buffer and reads in the contents of the file as it appeared in the last commit. The outcome of it is just the same as if you'd run git checkout percent, but Fugitive operates directly on the buffer rather than on the file system, so you don't get interrupted by a prompt. I've demonstrated the most basic use cases for gread and gwrite. Both of these commands can behave differently depending on the context in which you call them, or if you provide arguments. We'll see some further examples in another episode of Vimcasts. If you were to run git rm% it would delete the current file from the repository, but the corresponding buffer would still be hanging around in Vim. In this scenario, you would want to wipe out the buffer to clean up afterwards. I'm just going to restore that file so that I can remove it again. Fugitive provides a cleaner alternative. The gremove command wipes out the buffer and runs git remove on the current file in a single step. If you were to run git move original path destination path, it would destroy the file at original path and create a new file at the destination path with the same content. If you had the original file open in Vim, then you'd have even more tidying up to do than if the file had been deleted. You'd have to delete the buffer corresponding to the original path and open a new buffer for the file at its new location. Running gmove takes care of all of this in one single command. The file has moved to its new location and the buffer is renamed to match the new file path. Note that when you supply a target path as the argument to the gmove command, it is interpreted relative to the current file's location. If you start the path with a slash, it will be interpreted as relative to the root of the repository rather than the root of your file system. This makes perfect sense in the context because git move wouldn't work if you tried to move a file to a location outside of the repository. The gcommit command opens a split window containing a commit buffer. You can compose your commit message here, then write and close the buffer to finalize the commit. For a long time, I was happy to run git commit in the shell, which would fire up a fresh instance of Vim. But there's one big advantage to keeping everything inside a single Vim instance. Autocompletion. Vim's keyword autocompletion is fueled by the text contained in all open buffers. If I fire up a fresh instance of Vim in the shell, the keyword autocompletion will only be able to use the words found in that single buffer, which is not a great deal of help. Whereas in this commit window, keyword autocompletion will be fueled by the words in every buffer that's open in the current session. So I can write the first few characters of a long method name, for example, then hit Control N to complete it. When I run git blame with a file path in the shell, I get to see a copy of the file with annotations showing the last commit that modified each line, along with a timestamp and author. Useful information if you want to know who to blame for the bug that's been driving you crazy all morning. But we can do better than this. When I call gblame in Vim, Fugitive creates a vertical split and places all of the annotations in the new window. Notice how the window containing the file maintains its syntax highlighting. And also note that the split windows are bound together, so that if you scroll either one of them, the other window will follow. The information in this video is summarised in the accompanying show notes. If you have any questions, 
requests, or recommendations. Or if you would be interested in sponsoring Vimcasts, then you can contact me at drew at vimcasts.org. Vimcasts is supported by Xerium Networks. If you need to build a reliable, scalable network that can support your growing business needs, then get in touch with Xerium Networks. And be sure to say you heard about them here.